in spite of uh, the current situation. We pray, Father God, that you bless your word. May none of us leave the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So God bless you all. God bless you all watching. And I, I just want to just uh, encourage us uh, just before sharing. I guess maybe we can mute our, our phones. This is new to us. Amen. We, we're trying to Zoom uh, church online. So, uh, yeah, so good. We can mute our phones unless we have something to say. That that, that would be awesome. Or mute our Zoom. So I just want to just say that, uh, you know, this is, this is new, but the Lord is with us. There's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. Yesterday I was watching the news and uh, when, you, when you, you watch Italy, what's happening in Italy, you, you watch the death toll, you know, it's just climbing up every time. And of course, I, I, like I was saying earlier on, I expect it to be much more, which makes sense. Everybody's expecting it to be much more. I mean, if 20,000, 22 or 24,000 people have it, I think that time it was much less. We, we all knew that it would be more. I'm sure it would be more. It can even hit the 50,000. Who knows? Hopefully it doesn't get to 100,000, but it will go up. But by the grace of God, because people are staying home, it would quickly go down. Amen. But by the grace of God, we will not be affected by it. You know, when you watch the death toll, it, 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 it's not easy. But the, the thousand will fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it will not come near us. So we need to keep uh, our confession of faith and hope. The, the Bible says uh, uh, we must hold fast. I believe it's uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 4 or Hebrews chapter 3. Let me just read that. Hebrews chapter 3. Can you bring that Bible for me? Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, Lastly, can you please bring the Bible? The Bible is right there. Just a second. Very good. Because of um, I have different technologies at work, I'll just get my physical Bible. We must all still remember how to use our Bibles. Amen. Amen. But I'll just read Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3. And verse 1. Now Hebrews 3, 1, like I read before. Wherefore, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. If we can mute our phones, then the, the noise I'm hearing, I will not have to hear that. Thank you. Partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. So Jesus Christ is the apostle and high priest of our profession. Amen. And then, what do you think? Isn't that very powerful? Yeah. Yes, hallelujah. I know we can't, we are mute. And then the Bible says that, uh, uh, you know, we must hold fast our profession of hope, of faith, our confession without wavering, because the one who promised is faithful. So I believe that God, God is going to keep us through this. This is going to get slightly worse, at least in terms of the infections. But by the grace of God, the death toll would decrease. Uh, but it's, it's amazing how it's really bad in, in Italy. The death toll is, is, is uh, pretty high. But at the same time, we also have young. So the young people should not just think they are immune. I'm sure that the, the toddlers, the kids, 
that those uh, maybe under a certain age are, are, have a better chance. But uh, the teenagers, the, the, the um, university students, uh, have, we've seen examples, not a lot, but a few examples of, of, of those people also in this situation. Uh, where many of them are in, in, in uh, at least admitted to the hospital. So let's, let's uh, take, let, let's continue to confess, very important, and take the necessary precautions, you know. And I believe things will speed up, especially as um, we've been told to stay home. That, that would quickly, uh, 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 how do I say, quickly reduce the rates of infection so that only those who have received, who have contracted it already would be infected. Those who have not yet, or those who have not contracted it would not contract it, at least that the rate of contraction would reduce. Because I'm sure there'll be some, contra uh, 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 how do I say it? People will still get it, but at a very lower, low rate, especially those who go out to the stores and all that. So let's, let's try to be very uh, cautious, but nevertheless be, 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 be very careful to give God the glory and to know that God is the one who would protect us. Amen? Amen. Without a doubt, God is the one who is going to keep us and protect us. He, he is the one who watches over us. He watches over Israel. He watches over us, his people. And uh, we should not be afraid. No one can, can affect us. No one can harm us. Amen? Amen. No virus can, can destroy us because the Lord who is king who watches over us will preserve us. The Bible says that we should not be afraid. What, what does John chapter, uh, let, let, let's also read another verse, John chapter 14, verse 27. I'll quickly read that and then we'll get to our message. John 14, 27. I've got three different uh, uh, gadgets or three different, uh, uh, what do you say, it? Uh, electronic devices at work here. Uh, John 14, 27. Jesus said, in fact, in fact, let's, yes, okay, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. So peace, Jesus' peace is living with us. Peace he's giving to us. Not like the world is given to us. Because the world, I mean, we can see that there's no peace. There's rather chaos. There's confusion. There's fear. So the peace of the world, we don't need. Because we can see that there's no peace. There's rather fear. Everyone is afraid. At least every area or, or most people are afraid. Peace I live with you. Jesus says he's leaving his peace with us. He's giving his peace to us. He left it on earth. And he's leaving it with us, the saints. Not like the world, because the world has no peace. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So I believe the word, and uh, by the grace of God, we will take the necessary precautions. This thing will wrap up quickly, but God is king. And remember what I shared about boosting your immunity, because those who have uh, uh, compromised immunity or stress, can also affect your immunity. So those who are very, very scared, very, very stressed, their, their, their immunity would also go down. Hallelujah. So we need to do everything to boost up our immunity 
That's why as we are home, we can use this opportunity to read our Bibles more, become stronger in the Lord, pray more, watch video, uh, preaching videos, go on the podcast, listen to the podcast, read our Bibles, audio Bible, whilst you are doing things. So we can take advantage of this opportunity. The devil is meant it for evil. But by the time this whole thing is done, by the time this whole coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 thing is done, people will be stronger. Christians will be stronger in the Lord. Christians would have been praying more. Christians will be more fortified. And the devil will be in trouble, actually. So what is meant for evil, God is going to turn for good. Because we are all going to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. So uh, back, back to the art of shepherding. So we are, we are in a war. Hallelujah. So quickly, just a quick summary. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Whose might? God's might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. So the Bible didn't say be strong in yourself or be strong in, in uh, 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 your pastor's might or be strong in your church. Yes, you need to be strong in the church, but be strong in the Lord. That's more important. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This is the time that you and I need to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, then the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the methods of the devil. Now, coronavirus is one of the methods of the devil to try to frustrate, destroy people or try to bring fear to people. Once fear comes in, then the devil tries to take over. But the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against then verse 12 says something very important. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So these are the things that we are fighting against. And because of that, we need to position ourselves and get ourselves ready for the battle. Now think about it. If there is a war, going on out there and you don't know there is a war you are in trouble there are three things that can happen you are in a war you don't know that you are in a war and people are dying outside people are being captured as prisoners of war pow's and people are being uh, 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 irreparably destroyed or damaged to become casualties of war and you don't know about it and you leave the house what will happen? Most likely you become a POW or COW. Also, the enemies are also breaking doors and coming into people's houses. So there is no escape. Now, what are you and I supposed to do? We can either pretend it doesn't exist or know it exists and not be equipped. If you know it exists, that there's a war going on, but you're not equipped for the war, you'll also be in trouble. What do I mean by that? You can know there is a war, but you don't have a gun. You are just hiding. You'll be in trouble. But the person who would go through and overcome the war is the one who would not only know that there is a war, but be ready, equipped for the war, the armor of God. Have your sword or your gun, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, your shield, your bulletproof vest, bulletproof vest, I mean, head to toe bulletproof. 
because the armor covers the whole body. And then the back is covered by our, our, our neighbor, our, our Christian friends, because there's nothing really to cover the back. That's why you and I must have each other's back. You and I must pray for each other. That's why in verse 18, Ephesians 6, uh, 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication with the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So you and I must watch each other's back. We must pray for one another. We must pray for the church, pray for each other, because this is a time that God is trying to get us to be strong. Amen. So we are in a war. And now, how do you become equipped for the war? How do you get your, your armor on? How do you get your, 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 your gun or your shield? You get it ready by learning, by reading the Bible, knowing more about the Bible. And if you think about it, the soldiers also go and rescue people. There are many people who are prisoners of war. And one of the things that the soldiers do is that they go to the enemy territory, they bind the strong man and plunder his goods. So what am I saying? You and I are in a war, so we must go to the strong man. Go to the enemy's territory, meaning that become a shepherd. Become a shepherd, go to the enemy's territory, plunder the enemy's goods by praying, binding the enemy, praying for the sheep and taking the sheep out of the problem. To do it because he's at God's right hand, he's interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is in us, upon us, and with us. So, the Holy Spirit is not, he's going to be working in the lives of people, in the hearts of people. But you and I, as the body of Christ, are the ones who need to do it. For example, I'm part of the body. You and I are part of the body of Christ. Jesus Christ is the head, we are the body. Now, if Jesus Christ wants to go to the homeless person who is very best uh, 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 susceptible to the, the, the COVID-19 and many, many vices. What is Jesus Christ going to do? He's not going to come physically from heaven to do it. He's going to use his body. But if his body is, his body is tough, I mean, look, a stroke, is that your brain, you want to do something, but your brain, some of the, the, there's bleeding in the brain and some parts of the brain are not working well. So you want to move your hand, but you can't move it. You want to walk, but you can't walk. A certain part of your body could be paralyzed because a part of the brain that sends signals to the body to move the hand, move the leg, is not working. In the same way, you and I don't want to be a part of the body of Christ that is, that, that is going to prevent Christ from using a part of his body to help someone. So imagine you are someone who is saying to God, you know what, God, I'm going to do my best to save you. I'm going to do my best to become a shepherd. And I know that as I do that, you are going to take care of me. You are going to bless me at work. You are going to bless my profession. You are going to give me the grace to work very hard, to do well for my, myself, my family. You are going to give me the grace to, to excel in this life and to have a good quality life. So as I take care of your business, Lord, you are going to take care of me and my business. That is what... Those are some of the benefits of a shepherd. You take care of me, you give, you give and take. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and light, and my bedding is light. My yoke is easy, my bedding is light. So Jesus is saying that there's an, an exchange. You are weary, you are tired, you have burdens. Give me your burden. I came for your burden but make sure that you take my yoke. But don't worry, 
my yoke is very easy and very light and it doesn't burden you it actually blesses you very important so now the shepherd's assignments very very important now the shepherd must make the sheep lie down in green pastures and prepare a table for them to feed them the green pastures and still waters help relax the sheep and this enables them to feed now when you look at real sheep you realize that the sheep need to lie down but sheep that are moving around the shepherd is taking them to green pastures to eat but the sheep don't know it and the sheep try to wander away so the shepherd is there to 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 use the stick to to or the rod or the stick to to guide them no 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 don't go this way move this way there are there are dogs there are wolves around you don't want the wolves so so to, to organize yourself because i need you to go the right way so the shepherd guides the sheep to greener pastures and before the sheep realize they are eating greener pastures they are lying down they are relaxed they have tranquility they have peace but the sheep are not going to greener pastures without the shepherd so jesus christ is our chief shepherd and we must lie down in green pastures let's look at psalm 90 psalm 23 psalm 23 the bible says now let's look at psalm 23 psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul. So he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. What are the still waters? Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. John 14, 27. Not as the word giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The chief shepherd Jesus Christ wants to lead us unto still waters. Now, remember that he is the Prince of Peace. So the Prince of Peace wants to lead you into peace. What does that mean? It means that we must, as shepherds, or, or well, we as sheep must allow our shepherds to lead us, lead us to green pastures, number one. Number two, we also must be shepherds who God would use to lead people into green pastures. Very important. If someone led me to greener pastures, someone helped me as a new believer and helped me to get into the things of god i remember reverend fifi Bynum. he he helped me he 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 took my hands and walked me through the bible different ways to to know god and he guided me i had many questions he he helped me and raised me up and then other people took over hallelujah when I first became a new convert. Now, why shouldn't I help someone to do that? I must be able to help someone to also enter into green pastures. In the same way, someone must have helped you also. Someone must have helped you. Someone must have, have encouraged you. Someone must have spoken to you. Someone must have led you to Christ. You also, God expects you to do the same. If someone helped you, you can also help somebody. Amen. So very, very important. So you and I must be sheep 
and we must also be shepherds. So I pray that this would encourage us to help people, to lead people to greener pastures because the sheep, you and I, we don't know how to get to greener pastures. If you think about it, the, 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 what really makes the difference is the word of God. There's a pastor who had uh, uh, some members with many problems. He had about three members with many problems. And some of the members were going through difficulties that were unsolvable. So they asked the pastor, pastor, pray for me. What can you do to help me? Are there some, some things you can say? Is there some oil? Is there something you can do to just help me to, 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 to overcome this problem? Do you need to sprinkle oil on me or do something to me? And the pastor said, look, you know what? I don't need to really do anything for you. All I need to tell you is that you need to get the word in. I'll pray for you, but it's the word that will save you. The people they took, they didn't take it seriously and left the church because of that, because they expected something fantastic. But it's the word. The Bible says that the children of Israel were in distress. They were in major distress. And as they were in distress, they cried to God. They were foreclosing. They, they, they were getting sick. I'm sure another form of COVID-19 was in the system then. And they were in crisis and they cried to God, God help us, God save us. And the Bible says that God sent his word and his word healed them. And his word delivered them from their distraction. So greener pastures, you get there through the word. I also have one quick, a uh, couple of quick stories. There's a homeless person, someone who was homeless on the streets. When we were initially in Minneapolis, we were in the hotel, in Minneapolis, when we started the Minneapolis branch, he was on the streets under the bridge in, in downtown Minneapolis with a sign, heaven help the homeless, help us, help us, give us money. And we met him. And one of the members was led by the Holy Spirit. Of course, we, we, we spoke to him, but he was led by the Holy Spirit to house this person. This person gave his life to Christ, housed him. Now, he was initially a nurse. He was a nurse, registered nurse. And... Uh, 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 he, he had so many problems going on. He entered into different problems, lost his house, lost everything. And I'm sure he was also dependent on some drugs and lost everything. And because of that, he was homeless. Then we told him that we are not, we don't have handouts. But what we would do is that we would help him to get on his feet. Come to church every Sunday, read your Bible every day, pray every day. Just follow the word of God. Let God direct you and everything will be okay. This guy started to do it until he got a job. Maybe not as a registered nurse, but he got a good job. And things started going well for him. And then he left. He had lost his family, lost contact with his family. Then he started getting in contact with his, his, uh, some of his family members. Uh, you understand? So what caused it? The word caused it because there were evil spirits present or there was the spirit of poverty, different evil things that were following him and that were keeping him poor when those things were broken with the word because the word gives light. Hallelujah. The word gives light. So when the word of God came in and shined on him, it blasted the demonic things and he started to see the light. That's what the Bible says. In the beginning was the word, the word was God and the word was God. And then it goes on. And the life, the, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. 
Hallelujah. So it's very important to realize that the word of God, the word, the word brings light. And that's why you and I must allow ourselves to be guided and be shepherded. And you realize that it came by the, the voice of the shepherd, Jesus Christ, and the voice of the under shepherds, because we told him, read your Bible every day, pray every day. He came to church to hear the words of the shepherd. He came to church to hear the preaching, the teaching, the healing, the preaching and the teaching, and his life was healed. I'll give you one more story. There are other stories, but I'll just give you one more true account. There's a guy who we met with. We were going to the homeless shelter like we do now, where we go and we feed the poor. We go there and we put aprons on and we feed the poor. But I always said that I would only go there if I have the opportunity to say Jesus loves you. So we go there, put the apron on, feed people. Jesus loves you, died for your sins. Once you to accept him as your Lord and personal savior, thank you, then give them the food. So we're doing that and then we met a man and his wife who were on drugs and had lost the children to the state. Lost the children to the state. Children lost to the state on drugs and were in a homeless shelter. We told them, come to church. We told them that you are going to remain in the homeless shelter, but not for long. What we want you to do is to come to church every Sunday so that you would get God in. Iron sharpened iron, so as a man sharpened the countenance of his friend, and to obey Hebrews 10.25. Hallelujah. Now someone will say, now, of course, at this time, we are still obeying Hebrews 10, 25, but we are hoping that when this ends, we will continue to obey Hebrews 10, 25 by not uh, uh, um, continuing on video, but by coming physically to church. Praise God. I'm sure uh, Well, those in the house can say amen. amen. Oh, sorry. G uh, what am I saying? Um, let me just get a verse for you. Yes, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So he told him, come to church every Sunday. Read your Bible and pray every day. Someone will call it Christianity 101, but Christianity 101 will continue to Christianity 10,000. Christianity level 101. When you're in Christianity level 201, you still need to read your Bible and pray every day. When you're in Christianity 10,000 or at the highest level of Christianity, you still need to read your Bible and pray every day. It is never going to remain a fundamental. It starts fundamental and it continues to the highest level. Read your Bible and pray every day. We told this guy, do that. Can you believe as he kept on doing it? He was initially wretched, shabby dressed, and as he kept on coming, started this, he and his wife, the clothes changed. They started dressing well. They, they were initially always sad. They started to have joy. And then he came to share a testimony that hold on. That was his key phrase. Hold on. Change is coming. Can you believe that I, myself, and one or two of the shepherds went to his house when the state gave him visitation rights to the children? The children. God blessed him and he was able to get the children back. Hallelujah. Because the devil that was affecting him was removed and he was able to lie in green pastures now there are good examples that i can give but unfortunately for this one this guy as he kept on coming to church and the kids i went to his apartment he was able to get out of the homeless shelter 
he and his wife in an apartment. Then the children visitation rights until they had full custody of the children. Then what happened? The deer and the 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 shepherding started to go down. What do I mean by that? He was coming for Sunday services, and at that time, I think Thursday services we are having uh, weekday services. Now I'm going to pick him up from his home. I picked him up on Sundays and Thursdays. Now I'm picking up from his home. I'm coming for you. Oh, you know what? I've got a few things to sort out. I said, praise God, sort it out. Don't worry. Next week, I'm coming to pick. So he will come on Sundays. Next week, okay. So next week, I'm coming to pick you up. Oh, I have to sort one or two things out on Thursday. I said, okay, you know, you've missed last week. You remember, just keep up, keep it up. He said, no problem. The following week, I have to sort a few things out. Then I warned him. I said, look, his name, the, the, the first name starts with F. So brother F, FR, brother FR, brother FR, please remember, it's God who is saving you. Please stay on the course. I know, pastor, I will stay on the course. Next week, he didn't come again. Then Sunday, because he was not coming, you see, if you are coming on Sunday, Tuesdays, or Thursdays, and then you stop coming on Thursday, very soon you also stop coming on, on Sunday because it's a gradual decrease. It wasn't as if he was going to church. He said he was sorting a few things out. Until the last time I said, FR, be careful. If you are not careful, you lose everything. It was God who gave it to you, and you had drug problems. God has taken you from those problems. You don't want to go back into it. Be careful, he said. I know, Pastor. I know, Pastor. He lost everything. Everything and went back to the shelter. Why? Because he did not allow shepherding to occur. But it was only myself who was helping him. But imagine we had a number of shepherds who could be there to help him. Imagine there were maybe three, four shepherds who could help him. You would realize that we could have let him, well, he was led to green pastures, but he could have stayed in the green pastures. So it's very important that the shepherd must make the sheep lie down in green pastures and prepare a table for them to feed them. Now, you and I are fed through the word. Now, remember that there is a table, the Bible says in Psalm 23, and he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It means that God has a table for you and I. Oh, glory to God. I said a table. What is on the table? There's bread, shoe bread. There's bread. Look, there's, there's power on the table. The table is so powerful, and God wants you and I to lead people into green pastures, and to prepare it so that he can prepare a table for them to feed them. Now, you and I have a table prepared for us. We must first realize it, accept it, receive it, and walk on the table, and then lead people to the table. Now, what is on the table? The table, the bread that is on the table is so powerful that Jesus called it the children's bread that that bread is so powerful that Jesus is able to, just, uh, the crumbs of that, that bread on the table is able to heal a woman's daughter far away. There was a Greek woman who came to Jesus and said, Jesus, have mercy upon me. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Have mercy upon me. And Jesus ignored her. She kept on asking. It's similar to praying. Lord, please help me. Please help me. Jesus ignored her. And then Jesus said, it is not right for me to give the children's bread to dogs. The woman could have been offended and said, how dare you call me a dog? 
but those outside are dogs. The Bible says those outside are dogs. So what Jesus said was not wrong. It was accurate. But the woman realized it and was not offended. Many people get offended just before their blessing and they lose it. Many people get offended. Hannah could have been offended and lost her blessing of the child. When uh, 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 Eli spoke and said she was drunk. So she, she said to herself, I'm not going to allow this to offend me. Then she said, yes, Lord, even the children eat of the crumbs. Sorry, even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall off the children's table. I'm always telling my, my, my daughter, even the older and the younger, that look, you see, you've left crumbs on the table. We have no servants here. So you are going to take it off yourself. There's no servant in the house. I always tell them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I always tell them there's no servant in the house. So the crumbs, I'm not going to pick them up. You are picking them up. So it's true that no matter who it is, there are crumbs that will fall down. And the dogs do eat of the crumbs that fall off the children's table. And Jesus said, wow, great is your feet. Your daughter is healed. So if a dog was able to get such healing of her daughter far away, how much more the children, you and I? If you and I are children of God, if you and I are partakers and children who can eat the bread, it is our right to eat of the crumbs that fall of the children. The, the, uh, 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 it's, it's our right to eat of the, the bread on the table. So if the, the dogs were able to get such power, how much more we the children? But we first need to know it, and we need to get sheep to also know it. So our duty is to know it and to get people to also know it. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Many of us need restoration of our soul. Many people have been damaged by many, many issues. Many people have been damaged. Many people are going through many difficulties. Many people are hurt. Many people are distressed. Many people are in, in, in problems. But it's the Lord that will restore their soul. There are many broken-hearted people. You can imagine those who are sick now, those who are in the hospital, their family members, those who are in critical condition through the COVID-19. There are so many of them who are suffering who are brokenhearted. Now, this COVID-19 is a crisis, it's a tragedy, it's a problem that God is going to solve, but it also gives the Christian, the shepherds, the opportunity to make a difference for Jesus. Because many people want answers. Now, the world has seen that a small virus that we cannot see can shake the whole world. The technology can do nothing. Imagine it was like Ebola. Imagine this was like Ebola. Technology would not be, it would wipe everybody out before the technology would even be able to find anything. Imagine there was another tsunami or another major uh, hurricane, like hur one of these hurricanes that came, very tidal waves that came and, uh, and was wiping people out. And because most of the time when these things happen, everybody just waits for it to stop. Imagine it goes on for three months or a month or two months. So the world has seen that we are nothing. Without God, we are nothing. And it's only God who can save us. So I pray that the world will now turn to God and pray. But you and I are now in a great position. A well, I can't say well, a fantastic at least position to help people 
to come out of fear to, to have the answers they need and to save them and to pray for the lands of the world, to pray for the world so that COVID-19 will be removed completely. So you and I are in the best position to do that because now the world is hurt, the world is afraid, the world needs answers, there's less hope in the world because you've seen the 24,000, it will keep going up. And that it will become people will become more afraid, so more will die, unfortunately. But the more we pray, the less the severity. The more we pray, the less people will be infected, and the less people will die. The more we pray, and the more we act as shepherds, the better things will be. So, of course, we can't be going out doing outreach now. But as soon as this thing is over we can do the work of shepherds. And we can still be doing it with phone calls. Those we know, people we know, we see we can do the work of a shepherd, at least pray for people. Pray for people, call people, do the work of a shepherd. Because people need green pastures. People need their souls restored. People need hope. People, people must be led in the path of righteousness. And then people must know that even if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we would fear no evil. As I was seeing the death toll in, 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 in Italy and I was watching the hospitals there and I, I was like, wow, my goodness. Then I remember that, hey, this one, Jesus was the last 10,000 who fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand. That it cannot affect us. So I don't even need to worry. I should rather worry for those who are in trouble and pray for them. So quickly, you have to fix yourself. As you are getting worried, you fix yourself and say, no, I believe Psalm 91. I believe the Bible. Hallelujah. I will not fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It means that God will have to also rebuke us. To, and that brings comfort. When you are rebuked, when God speaks to you and tells you you are wrong, it is a, a, a rod and a staff of, of authority. And we must allow ourselves to be shepherded. Thou preparest a table before me, glory to God, in the presence of my enemies. It means that COVID-19, which is demonic and all this spirit, it can be a, a, an evil spirit just standing by the earth, blowing it, starting from China, blowing it from China, in the corner of China, in the, in the air, blowing it to the world. But prayer will also stop that spirit from continuing. So, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The enemies are around. COVID-19 is an enemy. All the demonic hordes are enemies, but they will not affect us. They cannot affect us because God is preparing a table before you and I in the presence of our enemies. And we are, we, we, we are covered by the blood of Jesus in the presence of our enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Someone will say, oh, I've done so many bad things. COVID-19 is coming after me. No. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Goodness and mercy follows you. If goodness and mercy was ahead of you, it is a blessing. But when you miss the way, then you are missing goodness and mercy. If goodness and mercy is right in front of me, and I'm following goodness and mercy, and I miss the way which you and I would. That's why we must be steadfast. 
we we miss the way then we are missing goodness and mercy but it follows us so even when we are going forward we are going forward we are going wrong goodness and mercy will catch up with us as we are going wrong and direct us back on path that's what goodness and mercy will do for us goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life all the days of my life my long life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever let's keep the reason and we will prolong the season let's keep the reason we are alive because the bible says in ephesians 2 10 for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus unto good works which god had before ordained that we should walk in them keep the reason you are alive as a christian to do the works of god and he would prolong your season hallelujah i'll just give us one more well we almost it's just three number two the shepherd must gather the sheep carry them and gently lead them to the place where he can find feed them if you do not have the time or heart to gather the people you are leading and gently carrying them along you will never have the chance to feed them let me read that again if you do not have the time or heart to gather the people you are leading and gently carry them along you will never have the chance to feed them without this kind of gentleness the sheep will not be open to receive from the shepherd isaiah 40 11. he shall feed his flock like a shepherd he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young hallelujah so you and i must help by actually you see this is the time there are many people who could not come to church when we're in church because maybe they live far away not even in church this is the chance or there are, or there are some people who just are not interested in church or don't feel like going to church this is a chance to help them by calling them and telling them that we have zoom church we have church online so come to church online so in a way you can actually what lead people gather people and and direct people to feed them in this in, in this way by bringing them to church online also you and i can equip ourselves the bible says study to show thyself approved unto god a workman or woman of course which needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so you and i can also equip ourselves as shepherds prepare ourselves as shepherds to feed them do your best to 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 help people you see when you are taking someone to church or you are encouraging someone to go to church or you are encouraging someone to be saved you are helping them you are not irritating them it might look like you are irritating them it's similar to someone who doesn't know that the house is on fire or you've gotten intel you've gotten a, a guaranteed proof or in the news they say that there's going to be a bomb that's going to be blasting a particular location and you are able to get there and take some and there are, there, are, there are seven people in the house man his wife and five kids and you are able to get the kids out you are able to get the man out but the woman says there's nothing going on i, I didn't watch the news there's no problem i know them now there might be a bomb but not now leave me alone to sleep what are you going to do are you not going to drag the person out 
The person will take it that you're irritating them. Leave me alone, leave me alone. You're bothering me, but you're going to force the person out. Even if you have to get a number of people to force the person out because the person has not gotten that knowledge that it is a crisis. That in the next, in the next few uh, 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 hours, the house will be uh, uh, demolished. So many times you and I must realize that we are in a war and it is very, very critical. Once someone dies without the Lord, it's such a it's 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 a painful thing. When someone dies without Jesus, it is very painful. It is a terrible thing. So you and I must make it a point to make sure that our loved ones, people we know, don't die without the Lord, because dying without I hope I said that right. Dying without the Lord is a terrible thing. When people die without the Lord, but when someone dies in the Lord, it is not that bad. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. It is not the end of the world if someone dies in the Lord. Actually, it is precious. It is special in the sight of God. Even though God will give us long life, it is precious. But it is, it, it is terrible. It, it, it is terrible when someone dies without the Lord. That's why the Bible says in Peter that, God is not slack concerning his promises. As some count slackness. But God is, is long-suffering and does not want people to perish, but wants people to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. So, so God wants people to be saved and God wants people to stay saved. That's why we need shepherds because shepherds are going to feed the sheep and keep the sheep in Jesus. <clears throat> sheep need to be kept in Jesus. It's a good fight of faith. We are fighting to the end. So God is counting on Christians to help sheep. And we do that by feeding them, praying for them, bless you, praying for them, reaching out to them, calling them, following them up. How are you doing? Even if they come to church, there are people with problems. There are people with problems. I remember there was a lady who had major problems. She, she, she used to come to church and stop coming for a while. This was in another branch. I went to visit her with a, 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 a two shepherds. When we went, we realized that she was having a difficult time with her father and different problems and it was eating her up and she was getting sick after we encouraged her prayed for her and encouraged her to forgive her father she became very happy everything all her problems like like in quotes magic all her problems at least those current problems disappeared and there was joy in her heart so you don't know what it will do for someone <clears throat> when you visit them. Of course, after the COVID-19 uh, thing is, is resolved. But calling them, you don't need to wait for COVID-19 to be resolved. You can call people. You can follow people up. You can lead people. And after following them up, tell them that, look, we have church on Zoom. We have church. Come to church and be blessed by church. Come to church so that you can be fed by the Lord. Hallelujah. And finally, the shepherd must feed the sheep with, with knowledge and understanding. Jeremiah 3.15. <clears throat> and I will give you pastors, which means shepherds, according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. The knowledge of God, the fear of God, the spiritual understanding will greatly transform the lives of people. The shepherd must avoid 
administering material that should be taught is because you see unfortunately many churches teach people 90 80 percent of the time how to make money that's not the gospel you will not find that in the bible at all anyone who says yes yes <clears throat> that is bible that is church you are lost i when i, I first started preaching in the hotel in minneapolis there was a guy coming to church and stopped coming. I asked him, what, why, why did you stop? Tell us what we did so that we can fix it. He said, you didn't do anything wrong, but the messages. <clears throat> I said, what do you mean? The messages, I'm looking for a church that will talk about empowerment, that will talk about how to make financial gain because we as Christians must have financial power to back. As I, then in my mind, I said, thank God. At least it wasn't something I did. I said, praise God. God bless you. We can go. Every church has its emphasis. It's good to have an emphasis to empower people. Some churches have emphasis to dominion, to, to pray for people for dominion over power of darkness, casting out devils. Some people have churches so winning, church planting, which is like, like ours, and the word of God. But at the end of the day, when you read the Bible, when you read the Bible, the, the message of the Bible is work, serve God with all your heart. It's love God and serve him. The, the whole Bible, when you read it, the Bible talks about serving God, loving God, serving him, and the side effects are what you and I are considering the initial effects. The gospel is not success, money. Actually, many churches are teaching people the love of money, <clears throat> which the Bible says is the root of all kinds of evil. Many people are learning about the love of money and because their, their aim is the love of money, they don't get the money. Hallelujah. But if you and I are taught, we, 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 we allow ourselves to be taught the gospel, it will make a difference. Very important. Let me get this verse for us. Uh, because of my gadgets, my mini gadgets, I'm hoping I'll be able to do that. Um, It's in Timothy. Uh, let's see. Do I have it? <clears throat> Very good. Second Timothy chapter 4. I'll start from verse 1. Now let's listen to this very carefully. I'll, I'll, I'll read it in the King James first. My time is almost up. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Now, this is a message Apostle Paul is giving to Pastor Timothy for his church. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Let me use NLT for this. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. So the encouragement is one third. 
and the, re, the, the, the correction through the word, rebuke through the word, is two-thirds. So people who are using 80% of the time to just preach money, 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 money. Look, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the gospel. The gospel, the wisdom of God, think about it, the wisdom of God is not to teach about money. You see, with wisdom and understanding, wisdom is the word of God. Wisdom. Later on, we'll have to talk about wisdom and understanding. Understanding the word of God. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built it. And by understanding, it is established. Wisdom and understanding will, will build and establish. The Bible says that with wisdom and understanding and knowledge. So in wisdom's left, right hand is long life. In wisdom's le uh, uh, left hand are riches and honor. But that comes, that's a side effect. That's not our goal. The gospel is not money. You'll find it not, you'll not find a single place in the Bible that says that. So you and I must allow ourselves to be fed with wisdom and understanding. Let's continue quickly because our time is up. Verse 3. I'll use NLT for time's sake. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. That time has come. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will teach them whatever their itching ears want to hear. How do I get money? Give me money. How do I get money? Success. They will follow their own desires. It doesn't mean everyone who is teaching uh, 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 money. Because if someone came to our church when I was preaching on frugality, a series for two months, they would, they would think that's all we are doing. But we, we have to teach on success. We have to teach on uh, um, making money. We have to teach on frugality. We have to teach on success. Principles of success, Davidic success. We have to teach on those things, but that is not the gospel. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will, who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Verse 4. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. That's why many of those people who hear those things keep hearing them and hearing them and looking, and they don't find it. Hallelujah. Now, one more verse, and then we close. In Peter. Am I preaching to you? Well, those, at least those in the house can say yes. Yeah. Okay. Second Timothy, there's one in Peter, but for time's sake. Second Timothy 3, 16. <clears throat> Peter talks about the fact that the word of God is God-breathed. The holy men of God were, 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 were uh, 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 led by the Holy Ghost to write the Bible. But, <clears throat> excuse me, Second Timothy 3, 16 King James says, all scripture, all scripture, all scripture, all scripture <clears throat> is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for a correction, for instruction in righteousness. Oh, this is a blow to some folk, but it's okay. 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let me read it from NLT, verse 16 and 17 again. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful 
to teach us what is true and to make us realize that what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. I didn't hear money in it. Verse 17. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. That is Bible. That's Bible. Nevertheless, there are parts of the Bible. For example, Jesus Christ was rich but became poor so that through his poverty we will be rich. For it is God who giveth us the power to obtain wealth. We have those verses, but that's not the gospel. So the one who is teaching us is Jesus Christ. And he would give us through the pastors and the shepherds like you and I, he would give the sheep wisdom and understanding. And wisdom and understanding comes through the word. But the true word. Hallelujah. The knowledge of God and the fear of God is so very, very important that you and I must have. We must have the fear of God and the knowledge of God. That is the gospel. And that is what you and I must give to the sheep. And that is what the sheep need. I pray that this has encouraged us to focus on the word of God and to become shepherds after God's own heart. Because if Christ comes today, what matters is what we did for Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, says that, For God is not unrighteous. He is not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love, which he has showed towards his name. The name Jesus has to be attached. It has to be connected to Jesus in that we have ministered to the saints and we do minister. Revelation 14, 13, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, write this, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Ye see the spirit, for they shall rest from their labors and their works, not their certificates, even though we need our certificates. Oh, if you have to do your PhD, please do it. If you have to do your master's, please do it. If you have to do your bachelor's, please do it. Actually, I encourage you to do it, but it will not follow you. But we need to do it so that God would use it to give us a good quality of life. We need it. There's no one who is with me, who is around me, who are not pushed to get their bachelor's or master's or whatever they need to do. Impossible. Nevertheless, our jobs will not follow us. Our certificates will not follow us. Our money will not follow us. Only what we did in the Lord. Now, 100 years on earth versus trillions of years, which is like a second in eternity, world without end. I pray that you and I focus on what God has given to us, which is a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The blessings that God has in store for us the, the, the favor, it, 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 it far surpasses any enjoyment or, or, or anything we can get on earth. What matters is to fear God and to keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Shall we pray? Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus for your grace and your mercy. We pray, O oh God, that you will give us all the grace to become shepherds after your own hearts to become people who would do something for you, 
could love you, O oh God, with all our hearts, with all our mind, and our, and, and our will, and our, our, our soul, and with all our strength. We pray that we'll also love our neighbor as ourselves, for these are the two greatest commandments. God, I pray, O oh God, for your mercy and grace. We pray for hope and strength in these difficult times the world is facing with COVID-19, the coronavirus. We pray in Jesus' name that it will end speedily, <clears throat> that you would cause your mercy to fall upon the earth. We also pray, O oh God, that none of your saints would be destroyed or affected or, or go down by the virus. It's not going to be possible. We know that thousands will fall at your side, outside, 10,000 at our right hand, but it cannot affect us. It cannot affect us. And we thank you for your divine protection. We thank you for your hedge of protection around us. Now, whilst we are praying, if you are here or you are watching on live, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you are not born again and you don't know whether if you die today you would go to heaven or hell, if you are you know in your heart that you are far away from God, this is the greatest decision you can ever make. What I'm about to give the opportunity I'm about to give you, and you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know Jesus Christ, I'm far away from Him, and I know if I die today, I will not go to heaven. But I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. If you are like that, just raise your hands wherever you are. If you are watching on Zoom, if you are watching on Facebook Live, and repeat after me. Very important to repeat after me because the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that we must confess the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead. Then we will be saved. John 3, 6, uh, John 3 uh, 16, we know the verse, God loved us and saved us. Now we also know that we must be born again. We cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven unless we are born again. If you want to say, Pastor, pray with me, then repeat after me. Let's all repeat. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, come I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I, confess I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness from today I belong to Jesus Christ thank you Lord Jesus for saving me in Jesus name amen God bless you God bless you Shalom Shalom